0: Right to be read podcast episode number 24 interview with Jimmy Burgess
1: you are listening to the right to be read podcast and this is your host Ani Alexander
0: hello everyone and welcome back to the right to be read podcast the podcast that inspires and encourages writers before we start the show, I would like to remind you that the special free resources for writers that I've created are still available on my website and you can grab them at www.anniealexander.com/free. Okay, now let's get back to the show. Today, I'm going to speak with Jimmy Burgess. He's someone who loves his job. He helps frustrated self-published authors become Amazon best-selling authors and build a platform that turns their book into a business. Hello, Jimmy. I'm really happy to have you here.
1: Ani, I'm excited to be with you. I love what you're doing with your podcast. This is so needed. So thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be with you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Such a busy century that everyone is so busy. So you know, uh, dedicating this one hour to an interview is, is quite a while. <laughs> and, and I really appreciate that. So Jimmy, let's start from the very beginning. I assume that most of the people who write books have not done it all the time. They, they've been doing something else beforehand. before that. So who was Jimmy before he became author?
1: Uh, I, you know, it, it, what's interesting, Ani, is is that I kind of came into this, and my book is my 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 main book is a is kind of my story of going from uh, struggling financially and in life to having uh, this boom financially, where we saw this uh, uh, a lot of money come in, and then actually losing all of it and bouncing back from that. So that's kind of where my book came about is is when I got through everything and I realized that I was better, not just financially, but I was better relationally. I was better spiritually. I was better um, in my marriage. Everything that was around me was better, that I just didn't want what I went through and I suffered through for four or five years to be in vain. And so as I began to talk to people and share it with them, they said, you really need to write this down. And I, I was, n- I'm not the, typical person you would expect to be a an author. And so it was kind of interesting. I'd always enjoyed writing, but it wasn't something that I just really really ever thought about. When I kept getting encouraged to do that, I, I really got a passion to share my story. And so that's what I did. That's how the book came about, was just kind of sharing the story of the struggles I went through and how I came through them. Because once I got through them, I realized there were some patterns there. And that was the initial reason that I wanted to, uh, to, to write the book. And I think like a lot of self-published authors, especially, you know, I ended up self-publishing because I just was uh, turned off by all of the bureaucracy and everything that went on with traditional publishing. I mean, there's advantages to it, obviously. I'm, I, you know, I, I'm not saying that that's not a route that I'll go at a later date. But for me, I just wanted to get my message out. And when I did that, we, I think we've all had those frustrations, especially if you if you aren't really sure what to do. I started and I put my book out there just the way I thought I knew how and just didn't get any results to speak of. I mean, we sold some books, but it wasn't like what I was hoping for. And so I ended up having to figure out uh, what is it that those people out there that are building businesses around their books, what is it the people that are like, like yourself that are having success in in self-publishing, what, what is it that you're doing? Um, And once I became, became a student of that, some things began to become clear and now I'm enjoying uh, getting to do these things, like speaking with you and, and a number of other people and kind of share my story of what I've done.
0: Okay. Uh, well, since I haven't yet read your book, do I understand correctly that the message you're spreading is and the struggles you had were about the transition from nine to five corporate world towards a free lifestyle or that's, am I wrong?
1: No, that's exactly right. It was that It was that transition and it was the growing pains of that. You know, it was that... It's that understanding that I believe that every one of us has something inside us that we we were just kind of almost created to be and do. I mean, obviously, I think you know with your story where you came from a corporate background, but you knew there was something that you wanted to chase your passion Mm -hmm. and nobody ever really had to teach you how to do some of the things you're doing. And so I think that the the book is mainly giving people the understanding that that they can live the life that they dream of and, and that the dream that they've had it may lay dormant for a long time, but that uh, it doesn't ever die. And uh, just, just encouraging people to chase those dreams and encouraging them to understand that they can do whatever it is that they dream to do.
0: Yeah, because I mean, at some stage, you end up having so many doubts and so many fears. And you you think it's, uh, well, it is actually quite risky. uh, You know, because you have obligations, you have family, you have kids, etc, etc. So it's, it's not very easy. And I'm sure that there is a need from for support and encouragement from from other people who especially those who have done and to have gone through that path themselves and know what they are talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you wrote the book. You, I mean, actually, uh, so you ha- the idea of writing the book came from other people saying that, oh, it's a great story and you should write it.
1: Yeah, it did. Well, originally, what happened is, is you know, we went through the huge downturn economically in the U.S. Uh, around 2008, 2009. There were so many people. Like myself that had done so well that just basically lost everything financially Mm -hmm. and had to start over. And I was able to bounce back financially pretty quick. And so some of the friends that I had around me were wondering what happened, you know, and how did I bounce back? And they would ask me, can you help me? And so I began helping them. Formulate plans to, to bounce back, and we started seeing results. And then I kind of got interested in it because I was like, well, there's some things, there's some patterns here. And so I began to write those things down, and got asked to speak a few times about my story. And then I got being encouraged that you need to write this down, that that's the way that you can help the most people, and and get that that message out there. And so that it really did start with other people encouraging me to do this. And then I, I, I originally I I didn't know if that's what I wanted to do because it's hard to put all of your uh, to be transparent enough to where it is effective, it's hard to say everything that you went through. Let everybody see your warts and all, I guess you'd say. Mm -hmm. And so that was a tough part. But once I began to do that, what I found and I think most writers find is is that once you kind of let yourself go and you just just tell it all or you tell a story in a way that you know um, it's going to affect other people, it's so freeing. And in reality, what's happened for me is when I kind of, started out as a as someone that would be kind of I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to write now it's one of those things where I almost have to it's a part of who I am and it, and it gives me something that I had been missing in my life to be able to share whether that be on my blog or whether it be you know in writing I'm doing for other publications whether it's the books it just it frees something inside me that's just been
0: mm-hmm. pin
1: up and, and mm-hmm. wanting to get out.
0: I see. So um, let's follow your journey. You you, you were encouraged, you wrote that first book, and you self-published it, right?
1: right right
0: okay what happens then i mean i, I assume you you were uh, super excited when you pushed that publish button and most probably you were expecting to have great sales and becoming famous etc i mean we all have at some stage this illusion that everything you know happens just overnight and, and things will roll. we just have to re- write that book and the rest will come itself what happens then
1: um i had that very feeling uh you nailed it i mean i think we all do don't we i mean yeah you, you hit publish and you're like okay here we go and then you keep refreshing to see how many books <laughs> sold, and it's i mean wow there's one wow that really didn't make a difference you know and so and usually
0: you, yeah. uh, sorry and usually you know that person
1: <laughs> i know and, and they've, they've told you they were going to What <laughs> Here's the worst part is is when you have ten people tell you I'm going to buy the book right now and you see there's only two sales and you're like what is going on you know yeah. but you know it's it's one of those situations where I, I just had that frustration I think that all authors at some point have that I just thought it was going to do more I thought I was going to be able to uh, to have more of an effect I thought that I would just put my message out there and just by it being quality. That It was going to sell itself, and the age we live in, that can happen, but it is so rare that you have to understand that in order to get results, you've got to have a pattern, you've got to have a plan, and then you've got to have the ability to hustle, to work hard to make it happen. And that's what happened to me. I just, I got so frustrated. I said, there's got to be a better way. And I went out and I found the people that were doing it. And in some cases I hired them to teach me. In some cases I just, uh, I just asked them what I could do to help them in exchange for them, uh, teaching me some things. And so I I began to see some momentum build and, and, you know, here we are, We've hit uh, Amazon number one bestseller in multiple categories, and uh, it's really helped me create a business around my book that's exciting because of the change I'm able to see with other people. But it's exciting to see now that I've gained that skill uh, that the next book that I publish, I've got a plan of action already in place, and I know – from the jump, what I'm going to do to make sure that that thing has more success out of the gate than my original one did.
0: Okay, I see. So in the very beginning, when the first book wasn't selling, which were the biggest mistake you made? Mistakes you made? Uh, what do you think was the reason that it didn't do very well in the beginning?
1: Not having a plan of action. Uh, just just putting it out there and let and reacting to what happened instead of trying to be out there in a way that I was promoting the book so that it could draw an audience that would then share it. I, I just I just kind of went into it doing what I thought would work and I realized that there's a whole big world out there. Uh, this is a perfect example. Here we are, you know, me in the United States speaking with you in Romania and it, it's it's amazing the opportunity we have today to get our message out. And if you're not proactive about doing it, I wasn't from the beginning. I just tried to share it with the people I knew, and it just, you, you've got to get out there and get your message out in a big way. And, and, and the you know there's ways to do that. I just didn't know how to do them to begin with. I had not gotten the help that I needed originally.
0: Okay, and you, I, I presume that you didn't have an audience in place. Uh, beforehand right i mean you didn't I've, have a blog you didn't have readership uh, i mean you email list maybe you you had an email list or not
1: i had i had zero and okay. here here here's the thing i i say zero i had i had some following on uh you know on on twitter and facebook but it was not targeted mm-hmm. and the biggest thing that i that i mistake that i made is is that i just assumed that it was going to spread virally through friends and family and and people that i had worked with what i found now is is like you say you've got to build that audience the problem part of the problem was and that's why i'm enjoying the work that i'm doing now is 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 that i read all the books about from the from the big guys that had lists and the people that had already some some notoriety and of course when they publish a book the things they did it wouldn't work for me or the average author out there that's self-publishing a book and doesn't have a following. And so for me, what I had to do is I had to go find the people that had built from ground zero, started to build a list, started to build a business, began to um, get their message out in a way that they could get it out uh, when they were starting from a very small uh, following. And that's what I did, and that's, that was the big difference was is when I started – I didn't purposely build that audience beforehand or even after I had launched. It took me a while to realize how important that is to, uh, to help other people and to build an audience.
0: Yeah uh, and I think you mentioned uh, a very important uh, word which is targeted audience because yeah. I mean I had a list also but it was a different list and it didn't work because it wasn't created specifically for fiction readers I mean it was a completely different audience with a different magnet so they were get- getting a free ebook but it wasn't a fiction book so it was yeah. uh, and that that's why it didn't work well so besides the audience you you have to get the right audience in place, I guess. So in that case, how did you start building your audience? What did you do?
1: Well, of course, obviously, I, I, I began a blog and and that really helped for two things. It helped with my writing. It helped to uh, find the people that I was looking for. Um, and uh, I got really heavily involved on social media. And, uh, and that's been a big part of what that's how we met, you know, was through Twitter. And yeah. so... That's a big part of what I did was was reaching out to people that um, uh, through social media, and the great thing about Twitter to me, you know, and I love Facebook, but the great thing about Twitter to me is is that it gives me the ability to connect very targeted to an audience. You know, it gives me the ability to find a group of people that you know when I that I can get good things from, and that they can get good things from me because we share similar interests. Uh, with Facebook, for me some of it was is you know I, I i get some following there and i've got a pretty solid following there but a lot of it is is people that i've known that i that i know personally but we don't have any business Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it doesn 't make as much sense business wise and i don 't want to share some of the, i don 't want to overwhelm that group of people that aren 't really interested because i don 't want to turn them off you know because it 's not what i 'm trying to do but when I can put something on twitter that 's targeted you know when I have the followers that are authors or or that are people that that write and I can write a blog post about writing that that gives them some some tips and some tools that they can use i 'm adding value to that group I put that same thing with friends, for instance, on Facebook, and they're like, what in the world is he talking? About? You know what I mean? So yeah. I really think that that's, that's important is to build that audience. That yeah, way.
0: it's, uh, it's like, you know, it reminded me, if uh, you are talking to people who, who, who have never written a book, you can't really explain many things, because they just, you know, they are from a completely different world and they they don't really understand what what it really means and you know okay you've got a five-star review well okay so what you know it's you know it's different they are are having different lives and you know they have completely different interests and it's very difficult to get a common um uh, platform to to talk about things so you i mean that's why for example i have two different facebook profiles one is the one i had many years ago like my personal one for for friends family etc and when i became a writer and started getting requests from people i didn't know personally and i didn't specifically want them to know too much about my personal life and my my photos and photos of my son etc. I opened right. a new one where I expe- uh, accepted absolutely everyone. And there already, you know, the audience was different, the the followers and friends were different. So there, it was, as you said, uh, better to put those things about writing books and podcasts and things like that.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Let me mention one other thing, Ani, that, that really helped me start growing everything because I think it, it, it's perfect with what you're doing is, is that I just went out and got proactive on finding podcasts that my message that, that, that people were looking for on those podcasts for people that had written books or experts or people that had something that they could add to their audience. And I just proactively began to, uh, to go out and, and get those interviews. You know, I, i have got ai got a, I've got a, free video on my as it's on my blog now on how to get podcast how to get interviews on podcasts where I kind of show even the email that I send out to people uh-huh. but let me tell you a great place to start with that there is um, if you go on there's a website called radioguestlist.com um, and it's radioguestlist.com and what that does is it's a free they have a free place where you can sign up to receive emails from radio shows and podcasts that are looking for specific People to interview. Um, I started there uh, because a lot of those are newer podcasts sometimes, and they're ju- they're looking for people, and that's a great place to start where you can find some of the uh, some of the podcasts that are looking for you. I mean, that the authors out there, you have to understand whether you're writing nonfiction, fiction, um, certain styles, certain things that you have. There's an audience out there that's that that really wants to hear from you. And if you can get targeted, and on that video on the blog, I I show people how to target your specific niche and the shows that fit for that. Uh, Once you do that, it gives you the capability to to get your word and get your message out in a way um, that you could share about that that's going to draw interest to you and draw people towards you. And it's going to draw the people towards you that is your audience that you that need to hear your voice. So I would just encourage people um, to kind of go see that and just and and get out there and spread your message and podcast right now. So exciting um, to be able to get on somewhere and do an interview and uh, and and build an audience that way.
0: Yeah, great. I, I haven't heard about that, so I, I'll include the link in the show notes and also the link to your free video, which explains how to to use that. Right. Absolutely. Okay, so you 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 used uh, social media. You used podcast interviews to spread your message and and get an audience. What else did you use?
1: I did just blog posting, which really made a big difference for me. Um, yeah. I began to build some relationships with uh, with some other people that had uh, similar interest. And what happens is, what's great about about the business that we're in is that you know. I, I come from a real estate background, and it was almost like if the people – if I got a real estate deal, then the other competitors didn't get it, so they suffered. What's great about this is is that when you get on and you begin to do guest posts, somebody that buys – my book is probably gonna buy more than one book in that area you know what I mean in mm-hmm. other words if you've written a, a book a, a, a you know a, a fictional book about whatever odds are it's not the only book that people are going to read so the other authors that are in that same genre if you can share with each other and you cross-pollinate your audiences it helps both of you so what I would do is I would go and I would I would I found the blogs that fit with what I was doing and the people that I genuinely like what they were doing, and I would just send them a, a, an email, and I'd say, hey, I love what you're doing with this. I've written something that I think might fit for your audience where we could cross pollinate, where some I would promote it on my side so that my audience would find you and maybe your audience would find me, and we'd add value to your people. It, just let me know what you think, and they would email back, and you know, some will, some won't. But what, here's what was great is, is the ones that I did, I built relationships relationships. relationships with those people and we've been able to help each other grow our businesses and by doing that guest blog post which is great is 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 that it has a link at the bottom this is a guest blog post by for instance me jimmy burgess and it 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 links back to my website Mm
0: -hmm. so it helps
1: Mm -hmm. so many different ways and it's not just it doesn't just help me it helps that other person grow their audience from my existing audience as well
0: yeah i see well, but were you doing this full-time? I mean, I guest blogging takes quite a lot of time in, in terms of research, writing the post, because I assume you were also writing for your blog as well at the same time, right?
1: Right. But here's the thing. I mean, if, it, if it's something that you're writing about that you're passionate about, you know, when I, when I first started, it was tough because I was trying to write what I thought that audience or that person wanted to hear you know what I mean so mm-hmm. here's what I did is basically where I am right now is I'm doing I, I, I think it's all about organization I write I try to write um, at least one blog post for my website a week mm-hmm. and I'm, I've gotten and I get ahead I did a bunch of it's where I could stay ahead of this I do one blog post that I want to send out as a guest post per week now here's the thing is the stuff that I'm writing for me personally, because it's guest blog posting for for mostly you know nonfiction or mostly for writers um, it's something that I'm learning about on a daily basis you know I, when I listen to your podcast um with Johnny B for instance, just a, you know a few weeks ago, I learned something that I was able to then apply and help other people by learning that um, you know so it, it's it's something that it takes me roughly about three hours a week to write one for mine and one for someone else's now that I have it organized. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yes, it does take some time. And then if that person doesn't like that one article that I sent out or they don't like for that, for it doesn't fit for them, then what I'll do is is then I'll send that same article. I'll just make a few minor adjustments to the next person that it fits for their blog. Uh-huh. And what what's happened now also is is once you begin to do that, then I'm like I'm beginning to write for some other larger, larger, almost magazine type um, uh, websites, and that is a huge opportunity there because once you get in with that with a magazine style website. Typically, once you write a couple of articles, they want more from you. And so it begins to where you can almost do it every two weeks in one place. that really drives a lot of traffic to you. So those are some ways to get started. It's everything's work on the front side. You know, it's always the hardest. We and I were talking about this before we got on about when you first started the podcast, it was a lot harder because you were trying to figure out how to do it. Once you put that hard work in and you figure out what works, then it gets easier as you do more of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right, so okay, we we spoke about what you did from your side. Also, you have self published your book, which means that I assume it's on Amazon only or on different platforms as well.
1: It's on Amazon only, um, and part of the reason, you know, I, and I think there's pros and cons to all of that. With the size of me when I started, I, I think. For your, for a first book and for someone that's building their audience originally, obviously Amazon's the biggest player. Um, for me, it was I, – I, I needed to learn one platform. Now mm. that I've learned that platform and now with the next book, I'm probably going to do things a little differently. So I just think it's all about where are you in your business? Where are you? If you're this is your first book um, or this is your first time publishing anything – you know, you may just want to concentrate in one area and focus on that area. As you grow, you know, I've got friends of mine that they're on all of the platforms, and, uh, and it makes a lot of sense for them because they've got an audience that's larger that is going to look for them in different places. So mm-hmm. it, I, think it's, I think it just depends on where you are in your business, and uh, a lot of it is how much time do you have to learn those things, and a lot of it is uh, wh- where are you as far as where you want to go in, l- in the long run. And where are you along that line to make sure it fits for you best?
0: Okay. Then let's discuss, if, I mean, maybe you can share some tips and tricks you use for Amazon. Uh, I mean, the KDB select uh, things or, you know, how are you really working in terms of marketing uh, on, on Amazon?
1: You know, and here's what, here's what I love about Amazon is, is that it's built on momentum. Um, and once you kind of know the game, you can kind of begin to form a plan on how to play it. For me, um, I realized that when I just put my book out there, I had no promotion. I didn't do any type of a launch. I actually coordinated a, uh, a relaunch of the book. And what I did is, is I utilized a number of things. It took me about two to three months to prepare, to prepare for it. Um, now there's ways to shorten that, but that was what I wanted to do where I did a lot of podcast interviews and, uh, they were then scheduled for the week of the launch. Uh, we did a—I did a bunch of guest blog posts so that we had this influx of things. We offered a bunch of bonuses mm-hmm. on that one week of the launch, which really helped draw a crowd. Um, some of the people that I've worked with will actually reduce the price of their book for a short period of time. And what what this all does is, is it gives you some buzz and here's what happens with Amazon. When you begin to show that you can sell – Amazon's in the business of selling books, bottom line. So what Amazon wants to do is, is if they find someone that is promoting on their own, that has got some activity going, what they'll do then is they'll say, okay, here we go. We've got somebody that's got some reviews coming in. They've got some book sales. they got some momentum. Let's help them out, and they'll come in and be the tailwind that will continue to help push you going forward. Um you know, they actually, here's the big difference. New York Times bestsellers, Wall Street Journal bestsellers, USA Today bestsellers in the U.S., those are calculated on sales based on a weekly basis and on a monthly basis. What Amazon does is they ca- they have so many subcategories and they, they actually come in and they do it almost on an hourly basis. They reset their bestseller list. So if you're targeting a certain category and you're moving a lot of sales at one certain time, there are ways that you can get into a position where you can drive your book to bestseller, which creates momentum, which then helps you get that uh, Amazon behind a book, and it helps keep pushing that book forward.
0: Are you talking about paid bestsellers list or the free bestseller list?
1: I've only worked with the paid. I I, I, worked, I had a friend of mine that launched a book on the free bestseller list. uh Last week, and it just did phenomenal Um, as far as the number of sales. For me, I use the paid. I use the paid because it just depends. Again, if you're a if you're a fictional author that has a series of books, it makes a lot of sense to do a free book that leads into it. You know Mm -hmm. that Mm that makes sense. For me, from a standpoint of. I just have one book. I have one message right now that I'm really concentrating. I have some smaller other, you know, smaller other how-to books that I've done, um, but but my main focus right now is on that main book and my message. I've really got to a place where I wanted to do it, where it was a paid version. I wanted people that uh, that that really were serious about it, uh, because there was value there. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's a different mentality with all of it. I'm not going to say what I did is perfect for everybody because it's not. Mm -hmm. What I will say is is if you look at the two things and figure out what is your long-term goal, then obviously you can get there. Here's what's happened since I hit Amazon number one bestseller. It's opened up, and I'm looking at it from a business perspective, not just from a book sales perspective. When I first started – I really wanted to have the royalties and the sales of the book. And what I found was is that in reality, what the book for me personally was is it was kind of the tip of the spear for my business. The book gave me credibility. It gave me a market that I could work with, which helped me build my list, which has now created additional sales and revenues from the sale of the book. But it's given me the ability to have a business I can build up from. When you get that bestseller status – For me personally, I've gotten an opportunity to speak in places that I didn't get to speak before. Mm -hmm. I've gotten an opportunity to coach some clients that I wouldn't have necessarily probably been coaching before. I've had a chance now to to be interviewed on podcasts and radio shows that I wouldn't have been able to be interviewed on before because of that status. And so what I try to focus on is – what is the goal of the individual author? If your goal is, is to build a business, that status is pretty critical for you to get.
0: Mm-hmm, I see. So since you worked with the paid rankings, do you have any approximate estimation about how much sales, how many books do you have to sell in order to get to number one best selling great king?
1: This is perfect. Great question. Great question because this is what's so so fun. Um, there's a great website called KDPcalculator.com. Uh, okay, it's KDPcalculator.com. Mm-hmm. Here's what you can do, and and obviously these rankings are are adjusting. You know on an hourly basis. You know your sales and where you are ranking wise. Go to the category, the subcategory you're in. That your book is in, go down and find that subcategory and find out what the what the number one bestseller is in that category. When you click on that book, and again, this is there's an actually there's on my opt-in I showed this where I actually go in and show people um, and uh, what I did and how I found the categories and w- how I positioned it. But when you go in there on KDP calculator, you've got it on one, and then you've got the number one bestseller book in your category on the other side. When you scroll down, it will tell you the rank of that book in all of Kindle purchases. Okay? I'm gonna Mm -hmm. use Kindle for this example. Okay. So you see how many, you see the number and it would say however many. Thousand rank, 43 rank, whatever it is that it ranks in all of books in in Kindle. Highlight that number, go plug it in to the calculator on KDP uh, KDP calculator, it's gonna tell you an average of how many books That number one bestseller is selling on a daily basis. Now, obviously the subcategories are set up, and actually when you look at the subcategories, it's going to show you how many books are in that category. That's what's in the parentheses there on the side. Um, When you get there and you find your subcategory that fits best for your book, and it is a subcategory that has the – fits best for your book and has the least amount – of, of other books in that category, it gives you a better chance of reaching that. Now, there's some other things that go into it, but the key is, is get in the right category, know how many books on average that number one bestseller is so that you can formulate a plan. Once you have that, formulate your plan to do a launch in a way that you'll be able to reach that.
0: Okay, I see. So you can get in advance the, your target sales number, which will lead you to becoming number one bestseller.
1: It does because now that you know the number, you know what you've got to generate. Um, um, and you, you know, once you have a target, you can formulate a plan on how to get to a target. Um, I didn't have any idea beforehand, you know, on how to get how to get there. But I didn't, I didn't even know where I was going. You know, I mean, that's mm-hmm. the tough part. You know, is is once you realize, hey, okay, I need to sell whatever it is. I mean, there's some subcategories where if you sell 100 books in a day, you can be a number one bestseller. You know, So it just depends on the category you go into and that fits best for your book. And then there's some that you've got to sell 400, 500 books to be a number one bestseller. So it just depends on where your book fits and the plan that you get together. But once you have an idea, okay, I need to sell 100 books. What do I need to do to sell a hundred books, and that's where you can formulate that plan.
0: And since um, you already know how things work more or less, I was very surprised, to be honest. Uh, let's go there at, at this point, since I, I recall this question. I noticed in your on your website, you are working with clients, and you're promising them that uh, you know you will make their book a bestseller. Right. And you're even giving them a money back guarantee if the book doesn't become a bestseller. Right. So, does it mean that there is a standard formula that you know and you use for all your clients, or you are, you know, you know things so well that you can make any book a bestseller? No, I mean
1: obviously. There's there's two ways to look at it. It's a it's not a standard formula for every book because every book is different and every author is different. Um, what what it is is it's an outline that you can plug in and see what fits best for that individual um, to maximize the sales for that individual over a short period of time that drives it and gives it that momentum to reach that bestseller status. So yeah, I mean it's it's kind of fun because now that we're doing this is um, you know, it. You've really, for my clients at least, you've got to figure out what it is, what it means for you. I mean, you know, if it's somebody that uh, doesn't want to build a business, they just want to write and they just want to sell books. Um, this will help you sell books. Um, but if you're looking for something to build a business and you want that status, that's who I'm ideally uh, fit. Uh, that's who I ideally fit for. And in reality, just to even go down deeper i'm better with someone that is a nonfiction. what i do
0: mm-hmm. is
1: a nonfiction writer than a fiction writer i mean i don't want to you know i mean i can help i have helped people that have written fiction but i'm really really focused on helping those with nonfiction that are wanting to build a business um so yeah it's it's great because if you've got a, if you've got a quality product the key is find your audience and formulate a plan on how to how to reach that audience in a way that gives you impact and gets you the sales you need um, to reach that status and that's what we do
0: well what you told me led me to my next question you mentioned quality product so do you choose your clients because I mean there may be many people who are willing to pay the price but you know when you look into it you see that basically well let's say mildly the book is not good enough right
1: yeah yes yeah no Absolutely, it, it is a process. And typically, what I do with people is, is I'll do a half-hour free consultation interview with them to kind of see if we mesh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do we have mm-hmm. the same integrity? You know, do we? Have, I mean, I don't. I you know, I just I had one last week that when I talked with uh, this lady, you know, after I got, I was like, this is not. I don't, I don't agree with what you're saying here and you know, the way you're doing this. And I didn't say it that way. I just said, you know, I, I helped her. I said, here's some free tools on what you can use, but I just don't think it's it's best for each of us. And um, here's some places that I think you can find something to really help. Um, so, yes, you have to be, you know, you have to be, um, at least for me in my business, I just want to make sure that, you know, that people have the same integrity I do and that I'm able to build relationships uh, that aren't just about getting their book to number one or helping them do whatever it is that they want to do. But it's about actually adding value because what i found is, is the more value I add out in the market, the more it comes back. And so um, it's very critical to work with people that, for me at least, that, that are in alignment with what I believe in and that do a quality product that's going to really have the ability to help people out in the market.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, you mentioned also that people uh, left their emails and you created a big email list based on your books. Uh, so, do you have any idea about the conversion rate? Like the opt-in form, you you have it in, integrated in the book, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. It it's it um it varies. It varies because I'm constantly um, testing those things. Um, I'll give you a great thing for people that uh, if they've got a WordPress site that's really been helping me, it's really improved my opt-in, um, and uh, and if they go to my website, they'll see this. But AppSumo is a plug is a free plugin for um, for WordPress, and what it does, and this has really helped me recently, is is that it uh, it actually has a pop-up that comes up. You know, I used to be so against pop-ups, um, but what we found in testing that is, it doesn't bother people. And so, before they leave the website, it'll pop up and say, "Would you like free, exclusive information and video training on how I drove my book to number one with a list of less than eighty people?" You know, those kind of things where it it just gets to the point, and that that actual pop-up has really helped. And then it also has AppSumo has on the right hand side, and I don't have any. You know affiliation with AppSumo, but it's just really helped me. On the right hand side, it has a thing that scrolls down. It's called a scroll down, and so it has your pop up that just stays to the right where it's not in front of things. And every time they scroll down, it kind of follows them. Mm-hmm. That, that that's really helped as well. Um, and a lot of times, you know, the the whole key is is just add value to people in a way that uh, just be cool about it. I mean, you know, don't, don't just badger people. Just, you know, with mine, when they join my email list, I try to give them so much value that they're like, wow, this is a good guy. You know, this mm-hmm. is a guy that, that is really wants to help people. And when you're genuine in that, it comes through. And so there's some little things like the AppSumo app that's really helped um, to, to help my conversion on people that were coming to the website. Um, and then once you get them converted, the key, you know, just, just make sure you take Take full advantage of giving them as much value as you can so that, uh, so that they become those raving fans.
0: Mm -hmm. I see. And speaking about fans, book reviews are quite important uh, for um, the Amazon rankings also for for the decision making of, you know, buying the book or not, because many, you know, do read reviews or at least see how many they are. And you know, what's the average star rating of the book. So how did you deal with getting reviews?
1: I may, I I failed miserably in the beginning. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? And so I, I knew the value of it and as I studied more of how um you know the, the limited amount you can find out about the algorithms and Amazon is is it plays a big role on yeah. who they promote and what they do. And so um it's important. And so what I did, I did a couple of things and um Wow, you just keep asking. This was a—I mean, I just did two weeks ago um, a blog post on this as well. Five ways to get this. I, I kind of one of the things that I that I did was I I wanted to make sure that I picked the low fruit. I guess you could say. In other words, I had people that would send me emails and say I really loved your book, and I would just say thank you. And, and I had all of these li- these people that had, had done that, and I'd never asked them to do anything. I went back to that list of people and just said, hey. Um, you know, it would be really helpful with Amazon. Um, I really appreciate your feedback on the book. It'd be really helpful with Amazon if you'd leave a review. And I was amazed at when you ask people how many did, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, for instance, anybody that's listening right now to your podcast Um, I would encourage – and is getting something out of it has been enjoying this, I would encourage them to go rate and review your podcast. It makes a difference on how iTunes promotes you. It's the same way with books. So if you've got a book, make sure you don't skip over the fact that you ask people to help because especially those people that are coming to you and saying, hey, I love what you've done. They want to help you. You sometimes have to direct them, but just make sure you ask people those things um, and that you get those things. Uh, another uh, way that I did it, which, you know, was is that I held some contests. You know, I, I, I did, uh, there's a website, it's a free website, rafflecopter.com, yeah. and they administer those things. And what I would do is I just, uh, I went out there and I said, hey, you know, anybody that would... Uh, that's read the book and that would give an honest review. I'm not trying to get fluffy. here. We give an honest review, in um, you know, send a copy of it. Rafflecopter has the capability to do this. Uh, copy and let me know that you've done this and enter on Rafflecopter, and I'm going to give away um, a Kindle Fire. Um, and you know, the Kindle Fire cost me I think $120, mm-hmm. but I got like I got like I don't know 15, 20 reviews, and uh, I wanted to and I, I was specific that I wanted it to be reviews that were done. By people that had actually purchased the book, Mm -hmm. Um, and so you know, because I didn't want it to be a fake deal, you know what I mean? I wanted it to be real reviews, and um, and it and it was. So uh, you know, there's all these kind of ways, but the reviews are critically important because it does give you that social proof that your book a is quality and b is something that uh, that has the ability to uh, help people or give them that escape, I guess, if it's nonfiction that they're looking for.
0: Okay. I see. Well, maybe the last question, um, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just trying to ask you the biggest marketing blocks and the elements yeah. connected yeah. to the book. So, uh, I think we didn't cover the pricing points. How do you deal with pricing?
1: Um, I'm doing more research on that now on um, than I have, uh, when I, when I did the launch, I kind of went to the high end on mine. Um, and part of it was, is because I just believed in it. Maybe that's naive. And what I'm in the process, to, you know, you, it's funny you ask this again, literally this week, I, what I've been doing is I've been studying the other books that are in my subcategories and trying to identify what is their pricing. And, um, so I can kind of get a better comparison there. I think a great way to do that is just go find the, the category that you want to uh, make an impact in or that your book fits in and just look around and see what's the pricing of the of the top 10 books mm-hmm. you know, in that category. What's the pricing that – obviously, the pricing is helping their sales in some way, shape, or form. And I've kind of come to the conclusion, too, that obviously I want to get my message out, and especially for people that are going to write multiple books because the more people that buy your book, your first book or that get access to you or find you the more that you're going to have a platform built for your upcoming books and so what i'm looking at now is 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 reducing my prices um, not, not completely all the way down but reducing them in a way that gives me the ability to maximize growing my audience mm-hmm. because it is my first mm-hmm. book you know and i want to build that audience where that when i bring another quality product out that that they've had a quality experience with my first book and that they have a feel for who I am and that they're excited to to be a part of that that launch on that next book.
0: Mm-hmm. I see. Okay, and what will be the last advice to someone who is either writing now a book or has written his first book and decided to self-publish? What he should do first?
1: Um, the first thing, and it doesn't even have to be with me because there's some great guys out there that are doing this, but the best money I've ever spent was on coaching. Um, you know, I think even you and I talked about that about the fact, like when you started the podcast, that you went and found somebody that had done it and it was the best, it, it helped you speed up the process. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I spent six months trying to figure this out on my own, and literally within six weeks, I had tripled what I knew. About what I had done because of the association with other people that were already doing it and with a coach that I could literally ask when I got stopped on something, I could ask the question on how to get over it, and and that's what I did. Um, So, you know, I just went out, I found, um, I found. My coach, Kamanzi Constable, that helped me. He sold eighty-two thousand books in, you know, in a in a couple year period. Um, and so, you know, the 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 value that I found from him was way in excess of what I paid him. And so, I would just encourage people if you if you've got a book written and you're frustrated, go find somebody that's done it and and just and hire them. There's tons of good guys out there um, that are doing that. I do it, but there's tons of other guys out there also. The other thing, if you're writing your book, this really helped me. Or if you're Written your book and you just want to continue writing, is just be disciplined. Write every day. You know, everything we do in life gets better the more we do it. Mm-hmm. And so, what I've found with my writing is, is sometimes I even go back and read parts of my original book that I wrote nine months ago and I'm like, and I cringe because I'm like, I wouldn't have formulated that sentence that way or I'd have made this point differently. And that's just come with me maturing from a standpoint that. As we do things, we get better at them. So I would just encourage those people out there, just make it a a priority to, on a daily basis, uh, shut everything off and just write. And you'll be amazed at how quickly your writing will improve and get get even better.
0: Okay. Well, very good advice. So, you know, just keep on writing and find someone who will help you out Right. okay well thank you so much for talking to me it was like a, a zipped packed <laughs> interview with, with many tools many useful things I will make sure that I've got everything in the show notes so people have the references of the links where to go and which tool was for what so I, you know everyone can just um, go to my website and uh, Look through the show notes and make sure that they've got everything covered. Well, thank you very much for spending this almost an hour with me (laughs) and my (laughs) listeners. uh, It was really, really a big pleasure talking to you. Very useful information. Thanks a lot.
1: Thank you, Ani.
0: Well, that was it for today, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And now I think it's time to go and write those wonderful books that you have on your mind. Take care and meet you again in the next episode.